So therefore, be proud to be a decent American rather than be just a wanker whipping up fear. Because you're supposed to tackle people, you're supposed to hit people at pace and hit them hard as part of the game. It's not chess we're playing. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f- he wants. Hello and welcome to chapter 78 of World Story Podcast. My name is Danny Murray. Graham, Merlo, Merdigan, how are you? Great, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm great. I'm feeling a bit... Uh, festive season. I was going to say, yeah, a bit festive. Um, Up to me tits and uh, celebrations. Oh, man. I want to box some work today as well. Love celebrate. Love um, heroes. Big fan of the heroes. Really? Yeah. Celebrations and heroes are my favourite. Then, probably roses. Don't give me quality three because they're dirt. The option I, I had there. today were to pick from was Heroes, Celebrations, Quality Street and Roses. Yeah, no, you chose well. Went for the Celebrations. Yeah, you chose well. Mini Snickers. Um, our guest this week is, um, th- th- this This is a different one, but it's going to be uh, good. We're trying to basically keep Merno on this side of the table because he's been flirting all night. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> D- Dublin's queen, yeah. uh, act extraordinaire. Grand High Empress. <laughs> That's actually a good title, man. That's a great. Grand, grand that a, Empress is always more yeah. better than Queen, isn't it? Yeah. Stick that in a business card. Mm. I should. Imagine I get a note to oh, self. Oh. I type it down now. <laughs> exactly. Davina Devine, how are you? Hello. Good evening. I feel like I'm in the. Irish Beverly Hills up here. Yeah, that's you what. Are? Yeah, that's what you're going for. Yeah. You short scene Rosanna Davis and Christopher driving past mm. in yeah. a red Fiat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be here. No, and they sure. supplied Thanks. me with gorgeous Harry Bows, which they know I'm addicted to. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks a million for coming out. And um, yeah, the the jellies um, won't last a full episode. They, they won't last the next five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone. They're nearly gone as it is. Um, but yeah, look again. Thanks, thanks for coming out. Um, yeah, as as Davina said, we're coming to you from this opulent palace that is Fitzpatrick Castle Hotel. Davina's Palace. Yes, yeah, that's, that's it. it. Chateau, Chateau <laughs> Divine, Chateaux, <laughs> Chateaux. Yeah, that's yeah. it. When you're from Ballybrack, you see, you have to you know, pronounce it. It's like swally. I actually used to go out with a guy from Ballybrack years ago. No way. Oh, yeah, so I know the brack. I, <laughs> yeah, I found the ring in the brack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was. Um, yeah, it was it was many moons ago, but we're still very good friends. Oh, What's his cool. name? Well, I can't name it, Shane. You know, I'll tell you after the show. Bet you, bet you, we know. We're still great friends, so so he's good crack. So hi, if you're <laughs> listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll know who he is. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, did you ever have any dates up in Fitzpatrick Castle? Uh, not in the Fitzpatrick Castle. My uncle actually got married here. Oh, yes, but now I was only a, sure. I was only a wee uh, child, <laughs> non-gender specific. <laughs> uh, so I don't really remember. But I, I'm sure this uh, awful family memories are floating back to me any moment. I'll have me in tears by the end of this. <laughs> well, we'll move on quickly. So okay, um, we'll check out FitzpatrickCastle.com, lads, and uh, yeah, don't be afraid to pop up over the Christmas now and the New Year and treat yourself to a tasty, tasty, tasty. Tasty beverage. Just gonna let that hang for a second. Yeah, lads, it's Christmas time, so um, we're gonna be talking about Christmas and all that. But before we do all that sort of crack, we'll actually talk to Davina about Davina. So, you want my measurements? <laughs> 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 um, so the the whole drag scene 
Yes. The drag world. The, yeah, the world of dragginess. Yes. How or what exactly goes on? I couldn't fucking tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a bit, lots of everything goes on. Um, I've been doing drag um, for like 15 years. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah, just coming up to 15 years now. So it's been crazy time. Uh, I've got to do f- amazing things because of it. It was something that I kind of fell into by accident. Yeah, how did you fall into it? Yeah, like, it was one that I never, you know, when I was, like, you know, in school, I, like, you know, I was like, I want to be a drag queen when I grow up. It wasn't ever that kind of situation. And it was one of those things I didn't really know what drag was or never seen drag. You kind of, like, you'd see on TV, Lily Savage or whatever. But uh, I went to the George one night and I saw one of their shows. And, like, I'd always kind of sang and kind of danced when I was a kid. And I was kind of, like, a little bit of a... I wouldn't say Billy Barry because, you know, we couldn't afford to go to the Billy Barry's. <laughs> but, uh, but I was had a want. <laughs> I was more the Michelle and not the Beyonce. Uh, so, but I was determined. Uh, and, I, you know, I always wanted to perform and, and I did lots of performance when I was a kid. I was, I was in choirs and kind of like, uh, I met Michael Jackson, I'll tell you about that later. That was kind of funny as well. And uh, You met MJ? Yeah, MJ, yeah, back in the day. And because of drag? No, no. Oh. God, I was only eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started to drag really young. Uh, yeah, I was actually a Janet Jackson impersonator. <laughs> no, I was in uh, the National Choir, um, the National Children's Choir of Ireland. So um, through that, like our school was associated and all this kind of stuff. So we ended up kind of, uh, our school was recruited to get people to sing for him in Lansing Road years ago. Well, So... Uh, yeah, so we got to do that, and I was like only eight. So I knew then on Lansdowne Road when I could see my house from the stage, I knew I was <laughs> meant to be on the stage. And uh, yeah, so I, I knew there was always something in me that I wanted to perform. And then when I kind of got older, I went to the Georges randomly one night with a couple of friends, and I saw a drag show, and I, something just clicked to me. I was like, I could do that. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do that. My friend was like, yeah, yeah, you won't. Like, you won't. You won't do that. And I was just kind of said, I this opportunity came up uh, while later from this other guy I know who had this like uh, gay kind of support group out in Mayo and they they were putting on like a kind of annual fundraiser thing and they they said they needed entertainment but they had no budget and I was like I'll do it for the laugh you know be like yeah. a bit of crack but I took it like deadly seriously <laughs> you know it was like it was a bit of fun yeah. but I wasn't playing and, uh, <laughs> kind of and like an audition for yourself. Oh, I was, I was, I was having it. I have this image of like a drag version of like the Rocky Train and Montage. Do you know what I mean? Kind of, <laughs> it really kind of was like that. Like you know, uh, like at the time I lived in the IFSC and I lived in a one bedroom apartment with two lesbians, and we'd moved that couch out of the way and we'd be doing routine. So it was pretty. We may as well have been. And then of course it was cocktails, so it was <laughs> always it was good. a bonus. But uh, so yeah, I just ended up doing that, and it was just a fluke, random gig. There was about a hundred people there, and then I got asked to do this gig after that. And someone said to me, "Oh, how much do you charge?" And I was kind of like, "I was like, oh, people get paid for this kind of thing." So it just how uh, did you know what to charge? I didn't. <laughs> so I just I think I we we have a saying in the drag world where it's like if someone's a bit you know a bit ropey, we just say. Oh yeah, there's an opportunity at fifty quid and a few drinks, just like so. Yeah. It's like, or even sometimes just a few drinks. <laughs> uh, so it was pretty much my fifty euro, fifty quid and a few drinks moment, uh, and it was in Limerick of all places. So it was, you know, insult the, to injury. <laughs> the beautiful Limerick. Yeah, yeah, it was very, you know, rough and ready. <laughs> uh, so I did my. I really trained hard. I kind of did like Galway, Limerick. Uh, Mayo, Cork, and then I came to Dublin was like my fifth thing. I did just all these random weird things. And who were your audiences? Oh, God knows. There was like uh, gay clubs in Limerick. Uh, Galway, I think we did a Pride, gay Pride in Galway. Um, 
a gay pride in Cork. But they were really like, you know, back in the, this is like probably around 2002. So they were really kind of like, they're great fun. And it, the events were kind of, they were just a bit gas because yeah. it was still Celtic Tiger. So everywhere was booming. So there's still lots of people there, but it was, they were mad times when I think back now. Um, and then the things just kind of grew and it, it all just naturally happened then for me. But there was very little that I would say no to. So if someone asked me to do something, I'd, I'd just say yes. <laughs> and uh, from the start, were you always this blonde but book some bombshell. No, no, because I didn't really. That was the that was the part that I found really hardest to kind of get my head around because I knew the performance bit I could do, that just kind of came out of me. I just, I just, I don't know. Something just kind of come, would come over me and I just lose it and I just go mental, <laughs> and like I really like something just kind of comes over you. But the look and the kind of the aesthetic part was the part that I really struggled with because I didn't really know who or what I was doing that way because you know these this is days like before YouTube there was no yeah. makeup tutorials didn't know what clothes to be wearing what you know where can I get shoes that are going to fit my big trotters yeah. and there was just loads of things that little things that people take for granted now because they have TV shows like RuPaul's Drag Race and they have uh, YouTube and Google and all this kind of stuff uh, but I had to really kind of find my own way I was like kind of yeah like born survivor drag style so it's like making shoes out of twigs and shit <laughs> uh yeah so that was the hardest part that took me the longest time but then i kind of once um i went away to canada for a little while um when i was 21 on tour on tour yeah <laughs> tour of uh, north america <laughs> <laughs> the very far yeah north. i uh i went away to uh, to find myself <laughs> and i found i found a few people <laughs> i didn't <laughs> don't know if i found myself but uh uh, yeah, that that just taught me so much because when I went into Canada and I, I went, lived in Toronto, downtown Toronto, and I met like from going from Dublin to Toronto, which had like this huge gay village and about a thousand drag queens and drag queens everywhere, and they were all different ages, different colors, different sizes. They were it was you just saw it really opened my eyes, and then I kind of just I met so many amazing people there that I'm still friends with today that yeah. just taught me so much and kind of just opened my eyes, and then. When I came back to Ireland, I kind of came back with this new. She's back. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. like Sharon's back in EastEnders. You know, it's like but like confidence. Oh yeah, because I I just I felt like I'd kind of lived a little bit, and then I just felt like I had something else to give. I also had new wigs, which really helped. <laughs> I was like, almost, yeah. couldn't get a wig in this town for a long time. So it was a uh, yes. Yeah, so it was really nice to kind of come back, and then that's when I really kind of started to take it seriously. Right where I just kind of really threw myself into it. And I, you know, every opportunity I did, I, I would try and improve or, you know, I was always kind of, I literally would do anything at that stage kind of for gigs or for work or experience or, you know, and there was no, I wasn't making any money at that stage. It was just more, I knew that I just had to get my name out there because my name would get me other work and then that get me more experience. And yeah, when I think back now, it was... When you look to, uh, say, comedians as entertainers, um, they always have to constantly come up with new material mm. and you as an entertainer do you have to continuously do yeah, well, that see, or like you know i have i have shows that i do every week at the george and they're regular i've, I've been i have my own night that i've been doing there since 2009 but i've been performing there since like 2002 kind of like regularly and irregularly so uh everyone that works there as well it's as you can imagine it's like you see the, the kind of gay community and at the start back then it was it was very like fully kind of gay and it was the same kind of audience all the time and you do there's a lot of pressure on you to kind of come up with new things or um think of either funny things or new routines and all the kind of stuff that is that that is quite difficult and i think sometimes people take that for granted that you know they're like oh why are they doing this again or why has this happened but it's like it's actually first off the time it takes to prepare something to get it together mm. to put it on 
that can be stressful, but it's that's part of the challenge of it that you have to kind of keep on top of it. And that's, yeah. I suppose, probably why I'm still working because I do do that as much as I can. Yeah. Because also as well, you know, you can't just, it's not like I live at home kind of planning my next, my next routine. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like... I'm you like, don't plan it, like, you don't need I, it. I do plan it, but... No, I, you don't I, need to plan it that much in no, advance. No, not that or? much, no, because it's like, they like, especially in the Georgians, like they, they like certain favourites and they like stuff that you kind of have already been doing. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was just like, to mix it up from, from myself, like I just get bored if it's the same all the time for me. I just kind of glaze over a little bit so it's good for me to mentally keep on top of it yeah um but you do have to kind of stay on top of it and that is a difficult do you thing. know when you were saying there that when your your first gig was at the mayo gay support yes, it was out west ireland I, I think they're still going what is the mayo yeah it was like out west ireland so it was like outreach and kind of like support for gay and lesbian people living in the west of ireland who would live in like i think it was like sligo mayo Leitrim it was everywhere except Galway because oh, I right. remember I was like why is Galway left out but I was, Galway's a city <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> so uh, but with your material because <clears throat> and it's it's fairly kind of Celtic at the start mm. of the Celtic Tiger nearly yeah. or halfway through or whatever but is are you conscious that uh, your material although that was your first gig but what I'm trying to get at is are you asking kind of do I do anything that I do then now no no what I'm asking is there's going to be a lot of um, uh, men and women mm. who aren't yet kind of comfortable, oh, yeah, say, course. with their sexuality. Mm. So would your job, in certain respects, be helping them? Uh, I like with say, your performance or material? I wouldn't say it's material like helping or? them, because sometimes when people aren't um, comfortable with themselves or whatever... You know, I think when they see a big drag queen cartwheeling into the room, it's actually, they kind of feel the opposite. It's like, that's not helping them. And they feel like that that's, you know, that that's maybe not representing them in the way that they feel they should be represented. But I'm not, it's not my job to make them feel comfortable. It's my job to dance. Right. You know, it's my job to entertain people, to, yeah. to make people have a good time. That's my job. So if they're not having a good time, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the, into the kind of the, the nitty gritty, and this is just okay. a curiosity I have. Here we, How, go. <laughs> yeah, here we go. How long does it take you to get ready? And that's, that's the first okay. question of many here. Right? So it depends. There's different situations. So if I'm on my own and there's no one and I'm in it and I'm, I have like a, what would you say? Like if I have a deadline and I'm, I'm going in, it's like a serious job. I'm just like going in, getting in, getting out. I can do head to toe, dressed, everything in probably about an hour and 15 minutes. Like that's so, like the quickest. Right, so that's full on, full, full slap. Everything, wig, like shoes, dress, everything. Glam. Everything, An, an yeah. hour and 15 minutes. And if I'm doing like a show where it's actually like where I have a bit of time and there's people come around, we have a little drink, we have a little chat, then we usually like about two hours, two and a half hours because it just kind of, I think it's more relaxed. You kind of get into the mood. Everyone sits around. We have yeah. drinks, we have chats and you kind of just gets you into the zone. Whereas if it's, where if you're, you're doing something where you might not be interacting with people as much, like so I do a couple of DJ gigs and stuff, whereas you're kind of just... You're you're basically kind of, you know, you're yeah, just on yeah. the decks. We're not really talking to people. Mm. I could do that like in an hour so, because it's more right. So so an hour and fifteen mm. if it's just get in and get out kind of job yes. or a copy. T- even at that, you're still quicker than him getting ready. So that's <laughs> <the first> <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I was wondering when something like that was going to okay. happen. Right. So <laughs> I have a beard. 
Yeah, so have I. What's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean, you should see, it stands there, oh, no, no, I need to get that. I mean, Go mad, he can't grow a beard. God I can't, him. I can't grow a beard. It's oh, terrible. Listen. It's absolutely terrible. Um, I wish I had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> It'd save me a fortune. <laughs> You'll say you have to shave a lot, do you? Uh, I shave, yeah, I do actually. I've now, uh, the, oh, you know, sorry, the more <laughs> mature I'm becoming, <laughs> more experienced, uh, I definitely have to shave more than I used to shave. But there was times like when I used to work six six nights a week, sometimes seven nights a week, and I would literally be like, <laughs> I would just be like, literally like a just a bruised grape. <laughs> like I was just literally the skin was just like, yeah. you know, I was so. It's just from shaving so much. Because so, even not, not even not even facially, but I mean, yeah. like some of the outfits you wear, like your legs are like oh yeah yeah. Like, like I mean, holy Jesus! Yeah, like, like it's it that it can be a pain sometimes because it's like that takes up another. If I always say like I would honestly have the best job in the world if I didn't have to get ready. If you could just <laughs> if I could just cut that bit out, it would be like the dream job. And I keep every day, every time I get ready, I think of ways or costumes or masks or devices I could use to shorten the the experience. Right. Like, you know, Homer Simpson's makeup gun. <laughs> or like, I'm like, there has to be a way, there has to be masks, there has to be bodysuits, there has to be something that can make this quicker. Yeah. Uh, but there's just not, not, not to the way it I want it to be done. So Because you're a perfectionist. I like model. it to be how it is. Because that's, yeah. that's my brand and that's kind of what... Yeah, what my act is, you know. So you mentioned earlier about RuPaul's mm. uh, Drag Race, and mm. I was going to ask, do you think because you mentioned like how how much has changed um, since kind of you started mm. doing this to now? Do you think stuff like RuPaul's Drag Race or Conchita when she won the Eurovision? Yeah. Belter of a tune as well, man. Mm. Um, loves Eurovision. Yeah, man. Oh, I, I love obsessed, Eurovision as obsessed well. with Eurovision. Like, we done a Eurovision special last year. I had to drag him into the room, but we got it done. It was great. It's brilliant. I love it. Um, yeah, so when Conchita, like, do you, do you think all those kind of things kind of help? And then, oh yeah, like, well, I don't, like, it. I don't know if it helps. It just brings drag to the forefront. Sorry, yeah, so it makes people kind of right ask there. questions or become curious about things and kind of Except maybe understand it a bit more. Because I think the thing about drag and drag and gender and sexuality and all that like nowadays there's so many terms and labels and is this wrong is that wrong I think people get really confused especially kind of older people yeah. you know like your mom sitting at home watching Turbidity or whatever you know it's like there's so many labels and nobody wants to offend anyone well some people do but but you know kind of the majority of people kind of want to understand so I think yeah those kind of people like Cheetah and RuPaul's Drag Race and it raises questions it makes people curious and yeah. knowledge is power, in the kind of way. So if, if you know about things, well, then you kind of understand things. But if you don't understand things, like, you know, fear can kind of lead to, you know, yeah. weirdness. And You do your own version of The Apprentice as well. Yes, I do. I've been, this is like my fourth one that we've just... See, when I first started my show in The George, it was like 2009 and the recession was in full blown. We were just taken over by NAMA. And The George was dead. Like The George was, went into NAMA, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It was well, actually part of Capital Bar. So it was like uh, oh. Café and Sen. Howl at the Moon, Break for the Border, oh, uh, the that. Dragon. They all went into Nama. Dragon's and still there, is it? Dragon's gone now. Dragon's now Sodron Co. It's like a Swedish-Japanese fusion place. Like, oh, what? Yeah. 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 Do they sell Marabou? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, all I know is they have a nice like, new window that's a long version of the window. <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> um, and it used, that used to be the Dragon, so it's now a kind of posh, kind of cocktail, foodie place, which it looks nice. Okay, you know, yeah. It's whatever. Um, but when I was I first started I just kind of got this opportunity um, one of the queens that was working there she'd been working there for 10 years and she had just left so 
they needed someone to take over so when I went in I kind of didn't want you know she had kind of like this kind of game show format where it was like a, um, a quiz show kind of thing and and I at that, at that stage wasn't really confident kind of like talking on the microphone or kind of making jokes or you know I was more kind of into performing and dancing and kind of stuff like that so so I just at that stage I was really into DJing so I used to actually DJ on the stage and then we kind of started doing a couple of performances and people got really into that so then the show kind of turned into like this midnight kind of club show and then people kind of said oh we want more so then I just thought I need to get people across the door so to do that I'm going to like do this kind of competition where if I run a competition people will bring their friends and their family and then they'll they'll kind of showcase the place Mm. so we did the first one and that was like 2000 and I think it was 2009 or 2010 and it was really great it was really successful and then the person that won that basically kind of won the job to work with me every week like a regular gig okay. and the first person that won that was this drag king called Filthy Gorgeous who was a drag king oh yeah I've heard yeah. this yeah. who's like the opposite you know the opposite of a drag queen is like a, a girl it's a guy but Phil is amazing Phil's like you know six foot tall like shaved head like proper like proper big man like, we didn't just, know there was such thing as drag kings yeah and that's another, that's another like drag is not just one thing there's loads of different it's just everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. everything and nothing all at once. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it feels great. So we've been working together ever since. Like, and he's been yeah. with me, like, and we just, we can do duets and stuff together. And it was different to other shows that were on mm. in the George. And that's, that was important because just from a customer point of view, if you're coming in there like two or three times a week, you don't want to see the same thing. You know, you want to see kind of different flavors. Yeah. Uh, so we did that. And then we did, then I did a second one and, and a third one. And, now it's the fourth one. I, I can't do them like every two years. Yeah. Because I kind of like let the, the, the people that have entered like for the couple of years, because they kind of hang around for a few years and they either make it or they don't or they'll give up or they'll keep going or whatever. But I I give it two years because then they can, it brings new people, like a new batch, a new breed of people. Yeah. So it's totally fresh for some people. So like I put up the ad just a couple of weeks ago and there's already like 15 entrants that have guaranteed me that they're going to do it. So like yeah. I know more people will commit after Christmas. You yeah. know, when they kind of deal with spending and stuff. So yeah. ideally, like I remember when I first started, like I only needed 10 and th- you get lots of, re- lots of requests. Like I don't say yes to everyone. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's always great crack. It's a, it's a bit, little bit kind of like The Apprentice meets kind of X Factor meets Top Model. It's all those shows rolled into one. And then it's a little bit of, it's a tourist night out in, in a gay bar in Dublin. So God yeah. knows what's going to happen. <laughs> so it, it can go really anyway. Yeah. So uh, is Thursday night's a busy night then? Yeah, it's yeah. like that's my night. Like it's Thursday, Thursday, and we drink it up like we redo. I would say like Thursday, 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 and sick day Friday because <laughs> like it's always drunken and crazy. And Thursday night's always a good kind of buzz night because uh, nearly the weekend. Yeah, and people kind of don't mind going into work hungover on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, or yeah. just calling in sick. Uh, so it, that, it can always be really good fun in that way yeah. I, we, I always have such a great laugh and like every Thursday it's like I psych myself up for the show but I'm also psyching myself up for a mad night because I never know who's going to show up or what's going to happen but I ne- like very very rarely have a bad night personally yeah and that's great to that's great though isn't it that's your job like such a laugh like I really genuinely love it so much it's so funny you've got to travel doing this as <clears> well <throat> and you were in Toronto, you've yeah, been in Australia, like yeah, we did like uh, Mardi Gras. We went to wow. went to Mardi Gras last year. No, this year it was this year. <laughs> That's That's Sydney, you had to travel that on, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was incredible. Like they basically flew us over because we were uh, sponsored to be on this flow called uh, Gay of Thrones. So it was That's like based a good, around uh, That's a good name. It was based around Game of Thrones, and. 
the Sydney like the gay pride parade there is just I've never seen anything like there was like I think there was uh, 185 floats in the parade and it's like a three hour procession and we got there at like I think we got there at six or five but we didn't leave our parade our parade didn't move to like quarter to ten so we were just like waiting in this holding area for hours. Oh my god! And there was like loads of dancers and everything. Costumes were all made for us by these people. Like they're called Red Heaven, and they made this. Uh, they actually made a throne out of um, a thousand dildos. <laughs> Literally, Amazing. yeah. So I had to sit on this throne, and basically it was like all spray painted gold. So <laughs> it was mental. And then when the when, when the things start moving, they turned all the dildos on, so the dildos <laughs> were like moving. <laughs> So it was, but then they had to turn them off because the paint was chipping off the tools. Oh my so, god, that's yeah, hilarious! But it was ama- it was such an amazing experience. Like Huge really gay was. community in Australia. Oh, when insane. I was, when I was there, yeah. It's Were you in Australia? Yeah, I lived in Australia. Yeah. Did you in Sydney? No, I lived in Brisbane, but I was in Sydney for about yeah. six weeks, and Mardi Gras was on. Huge gay community, wild, yeah. yeah. And it's it's like it's not even kind of like. It's it's an LGBT festival, but it just becomes this huge event. Like so, yeah, everyone, yeah, like yeah. there's kids out in the street. It's like St Patrick's Day, but yeah, like yeah. so much better. Yeah. Um, What's the street called again up there? Oxford Street. Oxford Street. Yeah. So it goes goes. It's 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 actually not quite a long parade, but it's televised and everything. Like it's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was just such a great, it was such a great. How many floats do you be in the Dublin Mardi Gras? Um, Dublin Pride about two. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dublin Pride and getting them mixed. No, up. I'd say um, to see that some people have floats that are actually like kind of trucks or buses or mm. um, there's a lot of kind of walking floats as well, like from you know um, kind of non-profit uh, organisations mm. and things like that. So it, I think there's usually about maybe fifty. I think don't quote me on that now, but I think yeah. it could be about yeah. fifty. But but it's getting bigger though, isn't it? Oh, so much bigger! It's, each year it's just getting bigger and bigger. And I think since the marriage equality thing, it's becoming like it's the second biggest festival in Ireland after the Patrick's Day Parade. Yeah. And we like they don't get any of the funding that the, the parade gets, and they're kind of treated a bit badly. Mm. Yeah. I think you know. But if they made it more like Australia, like they could actually make money out of it as well, and mm. it just make it more of a kind of love festival and more yeah. about acceptance and equal yeah. rights for everyone and equality and stuff. Yeah, as opposed to you know, it's not just a gay. You know, people say, "Oh, why do gays need to run down the street?" You know, it's just like, no, that's not. Hey, that's well, first, why don't I have a day? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like well, you have every day, bitch. Yeah, you know? it's like <laughs> we're having this day. You know? Yeah, it and, is though, but it, it adds something to town as well. Like I remember being out in town. I think it was maybe two years ago. Um, and the atmosphere is electric. I, I was going to say, mm. like the, the entire place was had a kind of an energy about yeah. it that walking around town you don't normally get. Like normally town is just kind of buzzing, but it's mm. a busy kind of buzzing. Whereas this was like it's a love bus. Yeah, yeah I was out in town this year for a dildo for, bus. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, there's no dildos. <laughs> I don't think. But it's just a game. Of I don't think thing. you'd get away with the dildo thrown down <laughs> by the spire. No, actually, that's a fair. <laughs> <point>. <laughs> yeah. Can't see that part. <laughs> <laughs> that Paul Cleary's fucking out business for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you mentioned there the, the the whole marriage referendum thing mm. and all that, and you um, were on the telly box as part of the coverage and yeah. everything for that. Like. That was wild. That, that, that must have been just... Yeah. It was mental, like, because in the months kind of coming up to it, you know, obviously there was so much work went into it. Everyone was, um, you know, canvassing and there was the no voters and the yes voters and there was ca- it was it was everywhere. It seemed to yeah. kind of... But in a weird way, I kind of felt like it was... I was like all kind of hurricane around me and I was just kind of in the middle of it, but it was, it was happening. But 
I was kind of separate to it in, in, in my, my head, like just because mm. it was so overwhelming. And then it was only kind of when it got closer to it the last couple of weeks, I just started to get really anxious. I kind of didn't know why. I was, I was thinking, this is, I just feel physically anxious. And were, you, it, were you worried it wouldn't go through? Or? Well, no, I, I, I was kind of trying to kind of not get involved because, you know, I, I was thinking as well with political things, obviously I'm a yes voter. I don't even need to say that. Yeah. You know, the kind of way I don't need to. And I would do anything for the cause and all that kind of stuff. But um, I just kind of, I was just a little bit, what would you say? Um, I was just aware kind of, I just didn't want, to, I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Basically, right, like yeah. in any respect, so I kind of you didn't want people judging just in case you yeah, well, said no, the wrong I thing. Don't, I, don't, I didn't care. They just, I just didn't want to upset anybody, in, in no matter what I said. So, so I kind of just, you know, Panty's very political and she's very outspoken, and I felt like she was kind of you know doing it all, and I just kind of was thinking, you know, she is very political mind and all that. I just didn't want to say something stupid or something, get into a Twitter row with someone that I, you know, shouldn't be in a row with or something. So I just kind of tried to be, and a couple of people tweeted me and stuff and said, you know, what's the story? You know, why haven't you said anything? Or And it was just because I was just kind of afraid. I didn't kind of want to, I don't know, I was just a little bit apprehensive about the whole thing. Yeah. Just personally and actually just, but then as it got closer, I was just actually so nervous that it wasn't going to go through. I really just, I didn't tell anyone or say anything to anyone. I just could feel it inside because it was, became such a bigger thing where it was actually just about your rights or your just, you know, it was the fact that we were asking people for, for, to vote on yeah. it. It was just like... Well, it was ridiculous that yeah. that even had to happen in the first place. It was but. crazy. The whole mm. thing was just very emotional on so many levels for so many different people. Yeah. And it was, you know, watching kind of older LGBT people and younger gay, it was like right across the board. It was just kind of... And then to, to see how people's families kind of reacted to it and how, with the conversation it brought up. Mm. Made, actually, that's probably the best thing to say is the conversation made me slightly uncomfortable with certain people because you, you, people's views really came out and yeah. they kind of showed their true colours. Okay. Well, was you know, that... Kind of way? That well, makes perfect sense, yeah. yeah. Well, was the apprehension then, was it difficult for you to kind of perform and put on, like, kind of that... No, because no, 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 I just do that anyway. So right. regardless of if it was a no, if there was a no vote, uh, I would have just kept going regardless. You know, the kind yeah. of, and, and everyone would have, because we just would have said, well, we, you know, we got that closer, we're going to go again. And it wouldn't have been the end, yeah. but it just would have been a real slap in the face if it had been a no. Yeah. And I think then coming up to that, I just got really apprehensive. About it, and it kind of, like on the day when everyone did vote, and then when I found out that certain people didn't vote, people that I knew and people that I, you know, that I knew personally, I was just kind of, you people's true colours do come out and you just kind of think. You're just let yeah. down a bit? Yeah, because. And why know, didn't they vote? X, Y, and Z reasons, you know, just either that if they felt like it didn't affect them or that, uh, it, whatever the reason was, there was always, there was, you know, different people had different excuses. I, yeah. I hadn't got time or. So there actually was excuses as opposed to just ex- being lazy. Excuses, yeah. Well, some, some people were just lazy as well. So it was, there was a mix across the board. So you kind of have to, how do you handle that then afterwards? How do you kind of go, oh, well, we can still be good friends because you're actually, well, you know, if it was she was on the other foot, if you needed my vote or if you need my support, you would have yeah. totally had it fully. So, did, did the, yeah, because even for, even for me, like as, as a straight bloke watching the footage of the queues in the airport and the whole hashtag home to vote thing, it was amazing. Like, that was like, for me, watching that as just a person, I was like, yeah, that's 
that's just people looking out for people. Yeah. That's incredible. Exactly, like, yeah. that's yeah. exactly how and it the was. Boat, the boat from Hollyhead and all. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh, really? And it was so impressive, like, how many people did come out. And, and there's, of course, the year was that you're going to see the bad, but the good that came out as well was, yeah. was amazing. I think people, especially in Ireland, you know, we look at the bad first, but, but there was so much good. And so many people that did the campaign so much good, you can't kind of let that yeah. go or forget that. And it passed. So. It it was an amazing thing, and it is still an amazing. And it, even the fact that we're just talking about this, like Australia don't have, yeah. you know, and they're so liberal, like, like in yeah. terms of the openness and of they're liberal. Of, of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have a chair made out of dildos. They're fairly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're like their LGBT community, like it's so open. It's so like there wouldn't be many. Uh, there wouldn't be many attacks or anything like that, wouldn't there? Not in Australia. I don't really. We know. Like I've got a lot of friends that live there and stuff, and, and the, you know they they love it there, and yeah. it's a different way of life. But I just I think it's more of a political thing, and I think it's just the way their government is. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. Like, but it's hard to believe that you know they're you know like <laughs> a continent basically, and it's like they they don't have it, and yeah. we're like this yeah. tiny little country kind of. The, f- the first country to ever kind of actually vote in by Does the that people. make you so, proud? Yeah, it was really. I, f- I was really proud by it, and I was kind of emotional about it. But but when it was uh, when it was all said and done, it was just this like huge sigh of relief, and yeah. it was on Eurovision was yeah. on that night as well. So it was like a double whammy. It was like we got the yes vote. And, and the Eurovision so it was Amazing. like and yeah. Vincent Brown was in the George Vincent Brown was in the George yeah I did yeah. a photo call with Vincent George for for the um, Vincent Brown for the event in the George which was gas uh, he's just like <laughs> crackers I love him like he's so funny he's mad isn't he mad 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 but uh, yeah like that thing that we did we did this we were there basically kind of live and they had, were supposed to have celebrity guests coming in and they were kind of talking to punters in the George and it was a really good idea and I think on behalf of TV3 I think like from their side it was actually yeah. it's a great idea to do something like that I remember seeing the, the video Colin Farrell put out appealing for people mm. to vote and I was like this is this is a lot bigger than I think yeah, it this is, is you know what I mean it was like because yeah. in my head I was like it's, it's a ridiculous thing that we even have to vote to allow this go through like mm. it shouldn't even be a case of allowing something it should just be like there was a crazy image then, uh, from um, Dublin Castle with Panty and Jerry Adams hugging yeah, yeah. straight nice. after yeah. the straight nice. after the vote was read out Panty and Jerry, Jerry Adams. Adams yeah high five and, and hugging were so supportive of it you know they were yeah. like and, you know Mary Lou was in the George with us and and uh, it was just it was wild like the you know the, the yes no thing just went to a whole new level you know it's just mm. like the no voters were just like demons and, and yeah. <laughs> it was it just was crazy yeah it was it was full on uh, but it was a great you know and we and at the end of the day we got a yes vote so it's that says day. that says so how much how long did the session go over oh listen Still I, do you know what do you know it's one of those things it started it was actually just very overwhelming I think you know, we had Pride then a couple of weeks later, so I think that was the real session. And I yeah. think when when Pride, it was such an amazing Pride because all the other Prides before that, we had been pushing for a referendum and pushing for the government to do something, pushing for this. But at this, it was actually just, there was nothing to push. It was like, we got it. And yeah. this is like there a big no celebration. There was no message like, there was, it was there a was, celebration. Yeah, it was just more like about actually being proud. It was yeah. really, it felt really, really proud. It was great. Um, I'm going to indulge a little bit here because yes. we've mentioned Eurovision twice now. So. <laughs> okay. no. Do you do you do any Eurovision performances? Like, do you? Uh, I actually I um I've done a bit of Conchita before. I like I paint on a beard and stuff. I've done that before, 
And yeah. I, we met Conchita. Conchita performed in the George twice. Um, but she she was performed there before she won the Eurovision. Like so amazing, so yeah. so nice. And we've had loads of Eurovision winners over the years, like Linda Martin, of course. Linda, Dave yeah. Kavanagh. Um, I think I've met like all the winners. Amazing. Mm. I think they've always been knocking around. <laughs> uh, but no, I love Eurovision. Eurovision is great crack. It's unreal, like. Mm. What's your favourite Eurovision well, you see, this winning, is winning song? This well, I just part. leave. No, you're not. You can stay because... <laughs> you hate Eurovision. Are you an naysayer? I'm not, no, never an naysayer. He, just, he doesn't have just, the enthusiasm that you and I would okay. have for Eurovision. Yeah, I, would, um, I don't mind if I don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, he says he doesn't watch it. But you Unless know Jedward are in it. Oh, I love Jedward. Yeah, I, mm. I don't know about the second time they went in, but... First time was amazing. Yeah, first time was quite good. And we did well. We didn't do too we bad. Did like eighth or yeah, in, fa- in fairness, like it was probably the best performance we've had in a long mm. time. Um, but in terms of my favourites, yeah, this is probably twofold. I've got one that I love just because the best misheard lyric of all time. <laughs> it's Israel from 1978. Okay. Right? And it's called Abani Abanar or something like that. Okay. I but, think I know but if you listen to it, it sounds like he's saying, I want to be a polar bear. It's, <laughs> okay. a, it's amazing. If you I'll, just, if you I'll, just, I'll YouTube that one. I was gonna say, if you just YouTube, I want to be a polar bear. It should be one of the first thing that comes up. That'll give me something to do on the dart. I mean, <laughs> in the Bentley on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> the drop top and everything. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick in the Bentley. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd I guess will be listening? Sorry, yeah. I was watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills today, and this one got a gift of a Bentley, so it's been on my mind all day. Rose gold, two hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's living the dream. Yeah, well, the only thing I got here is the hills. <laughs> that's about it, the Kalani Hills. Um, I'd say only teardrops are Euphoria. Probably are the best mm. two in the last fifteen years. Euphoria anyway. is amazing. Euphoria is a belt. Such Euphoria is so good it would pass as not a Eurovision song. Yeah, it's a proper and that's legitimate the best compliment you can song. give it. Like Euphoria mm. is an unreal. Do you know Euphoria? You definitely do. I probably just, do. Yeah. What's yeah, it going? Like? Um, uh, it goes like. Take out your phone there and check on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check later. He's an awful fucker as well for setting me up. If you're like, what's the goal like? If you're like, and who sings that? Yeah, leave it with him. Yeah. Every time. I was waiting yeah, for him. Lorraine, yeah. um, um, no, because I remember um, Carl Broderick, who is married to Alan Hughes, yeah. he, writes, yeah. he writes a lot of songs and he wrote, um, you remember he wrote the movie song for Own Quig when he was yes. in the Eurovision and he wrote for Donna and Joe. Yeah. Um, he wrote Love back in the day for Eurostar winners. Well, we were talking one time, I think it was around 2010, he wrote a song for me to enter into the Eurovision for Ireland, which was like gas at the time when I think back now. And it was called Bad Inside was the name of the song. And uh, it was actually a really fun kind of pop song, but it was like insane that he had this because you know when you when you put something in you have to put this big vision in yeah uh you know you have to explain you know how many people are on stage what's the artist going to wear what's who is the artist all this kind of stuff and of course you're going up against people like you know established singers and all this kind yeah, of stuff and yeah. i was just this drag queen that was <laughs> you know kind of and he he was like so um behind me and so kind of like he kept reassuring me and I was just thinking I can't do this I was like I really don't know if I can do this and he was like you can you can you can but by the end of it I was thinking I can do this I can yeah. do this but we entered the song in and apparently it got down to like the top like there was a top 10 but apparently it got down to like top 12 or something and then they were like no no we, it's, we're not ready for that yet to like have the, a drag queen 2010 ah, that's... yeah and then they had you know obviously you know I'm no Conchita Verst like but you know <laughs> Katie Price entered for uh, yeah for, for the UK. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. if she could see what I could see. Fair point. Yeah, was I would have absolutely like because when I when it became reality when it was actually when we submitted it and stuff, 
the thoughts of doing it really got me. I was like, oh my God, I'd love to do that. It'd be so that amazing. Been Even massive, like, massive. you know, I don't think by any means I would have came anywhere, but I just, the experience <laughs> of it, I would have, I would have dined out on that for years. Yeah. Like I really would have. What about now? You could do it now, no? Uh, yeah, I suppose I could. Like, but definitely do it. But it, it, like, you know, it's about kind of, I don't know, I was just a bit more, a little bit more driven. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't dance worth a show you, but I'd definitely be on your backup dance as if okay. you want. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Just Dustin did it. That's the other side of it, the whole thing mm. you were saying, like, about you can, like, how many people are going to have a stage, what you're going to wear and all mm. that. Like, that's the part that some people don't get, that, like, you it's can only have like, an, yeah. X amount of people on stage. It's really you, serious. Like, th- and proper, like, they have rules big yeah. time. And, and they need to know that before you even submit your entry for the song so yeah. so when you're writing your song you have to say I'm going to have two dancers I'm going to have two backup singers or whatever I think you're only allowed to have four people in total on stage, on stage yeah. and that's it and the song has to be three minutes long or under and so there's loads of kind of rules and stuff like yeah. that that people don't really know about see that that kind of pissed me off about this year's winner as well because that was a political song man do you know what I mean? Um, Ukraine. It was a pox yes. song as well. And I'm only saying that because when I was doing my predictions, I was like, Ukraine won't get anywhere. And then they go and shag I really wanted it. Australia to win. Yeah, I did too, actually. Yeah, like it was actually a great song. And it was a yeah. great performance. I actually thought the Russian song was good as well, in fairness. It was, but there was such but a big Russian. Yeah, yeah, oh, the Russians. There's, there's it was a good song, though. I'll give them that. There's such a kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 Jesus, no, no. Ever since Tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> all tattoo. Love the Tattoo. The Russian lesbians. Yeah. You can't beat it. Yeah. <laughs> all the things you said, all the things you said. Yeah, are not going to get us. That was the other one. Yes. Yeah. Follow up. That was not a Look at yeah. you, huh? Uh, Look at you. Euro Love. baby. <laughs> Love Tattoo. Yeah. Love Tattoo. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely love it. Were they lesbians, Tattoo? Allegedly, they were like. I, was, I think they were foul, were they? Yeah. yeah. They just done it for the attention. That, yeah. that yeah. single kiss. I was attracted to the redhead one. Yes. I can't remember what either of them looked like. Well, they were. They, I think they got booed the second time, didn't they? Possibly. Yeah, I think there was yeah. issues there. I, listen. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I love a bit of Eurovision. I'm a, I don't know how it's going to go down in Ukraine next year. I don't know if they'll even be able to hold it in Ukraine. Mm. Are Ukraine not battering each other at the moment? Internally, having the a war Europe with themselves. seems to be battering everyone. So. Yeah. That's true, actually, yeah. Jeez, we're getting... That, that, this gone serious, lads. What am I doing? Yeah. There's, so, um, ask questions, Graham. There's so many... Uh, is there so many... Drag queens in Dublin, like, is there any drag queen wars? Um, no, there's no, <laughs> no, like, drag wars, I suppose. It's, um, <laughs> there's, um, are you all supportive of each other, like, like, to a degree, like, there's so much, it's like anything, it's like, um, it's like, I'm trying to give it, like, a good analogy, like, it's kind of, um, it is kind of a bit like like play painters. So like some people paint certain things and other people paint other than you're all paint everyone paints basically, but you might not necessarily have the same interests or people are different age groups and so it is quite diverse in that way and, and since drag race and stuff there has been an explosion of drag queens, but there's only a few queens that actually are working and kind of like have regular slots and kind of positions to kind of give other girls kind of work. So so you end up kind of in, in your own little kind of click with certain people that you either have fun with or you connect with yeah. on a performance kind of level. So it can, uh, it's it's not that we're not supportive. It's just a bit like everyone just kind of seems to do their own thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm very much like, you know, I, I just, I do my own thing, but I, I know who I work best with. So I include them in things that I do because I want to make what I'm, 
doing right. the best I can. So this, I currently have a scene from Anchorman in my head okay, on Georgia Street yeah, okay. <laughs> with the two rival news yeah. reports. So it's no, not it's, like that. No, then, no, it's, no, not, it's not like that at all. It's a pity because that no, would be great on YouTube. It would actually. You never know. Never say never. Never say never. Is there like um, a drag fest or anything like that? Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's a drag fest. I think like Pride and things like that. It used to be the Alternative Miss Ireland. Which used oh, of to, course. Yeah. 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 So Panty used to run that. And that was like from... Uh, I think it was like 1996 to it wrapped up there I think maybe in 2013 I think was but it was like 15 years or maybe 20 years I can't bad with numbers yeah but uh, great with paint bad with numbers <laughs> and um, that went for ages that raised a lot of money for HIV charities and that was like kind of like a gay Christmas so it was basically like the Grammys all the queens would come out and everyone would be dressed up to nines and everyone would go out all night and it was it was those kind of events like that and pride where queens all kind of come together and that's um, that's when people kind of would have their favourites and kind of be getting pictures with this person, that person. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Alternative Island was an amazing platform and that's where like, you know, Shirley Temple Bar won yeah. uh, and Veda won and, the, you know, those queens are still working to this day. Yeah. yeah. So, Shirley Temple Bar used to be do Telly Bingo, does yeah. yeah, well, he's, like Declan is a good friend when Declan still does Telly Bingo. Uh, he just doesn't do it as uh, Shirley. Yeah, yeah. Why did he change? Yeah. People always ask that. It, it was actually kind of his decision with them. It was like, you know, it's it's kind of like... Uh, it'd be like getting in drag to to read kind of the radio as well. It's like, you know, he's on TV calling bingo numbers and it's a very set way by the National Lottery. It has to be done in this way. And, yeah. Yeah. and Declan and Shirley are so funny, like such a gas person that he's he's best when he's off the cuff and just can say and do what he wants. But in that environment, you're in this kind of green screen where... It's almost restricted. Yeah. Like, you're so totally restricted. No audience. Yeah. No audience. Yeah. And it, that he feeds off that. So, so it's kind of like just... Pointless, really? Yeah, it's it's so he just I think wasn't happy doing that, and I can totally see why. Like I wouldn't yeah. be into that either. It's, so it's gas because like Telly Bingo used to be on at like three or four o'clock. Yeah, and I remember being like maybe seventeen, eighteen. Oh yeah, watching it and going, the fuck is going like, on? When you think here? about it though, as well, like like that, like you know, that was in two thousand and two thousand one, two thousand two. Like yeah, that yeah. was like groundbreaking stuff. For, like we had like a drag queen calling Bingo on the TV. Yeah. to your granny, you know, like. Yeah. And but they weren't ready for you in twenty ten for the Eurovision. Yeah, like so this whole country is like you know mad. Yeah, mad, it's mad nuts. Kid. Like it, that's that, you know. It's it's crazy, but I think if if Declan had had a show like a chat show or something like it, just would have been yeah totally more his thing, you know, yeah. like where yeah. it's more interaction with people and because he's just such a funny fucker. Yeah. Um, do you like spice bags? I love spice bags. Yes, love it. We haven't talked about spice bags in ages, and I'm starving. I've gone off them. What do you mean you're gone off them? Well, you can OD on them. I think. Yeah. You can like I think once in a while they're grand, but I think if you have. I'd mail one now if I was lepping. <laughs> Would you? Yeah. Look, I'm lepping right now and all I can think of because I just got a text there in a minute ago with a photo of a spice bag and I'm like, yeah. Who sent you a photo of a spice bag? On the lads from work. Because we were talking about it today in work because we, we had our Christmas dinner today in work. Yeah. And he was like, that didn't happen for me. I'd love a spice bag. And I was like, shut up, you take this one real because it's Christmas dinner. Like, it's my favorite <laughs> dinner ever. And, uh, Do you like spice bags? So, yeah. So, yeah. No, we, we had an ongoing thing where we'd ask guests about spice bags, but we dropped it for a long time. So, but I thought I'd bring we, it back. Um, See, they were very in vogue for a while. That's true. Yeah, and now they're kind of like they're on the outs. The lunch box, they're on the outs. They're on the outs. Yeah, the kebab pizza is a very famous one over the north side. The kebab pizza. Yeah, pizza. So it's like what? basically all the makings of a kebab on a pizza. So I need to yeah. enter over to the north side. Yeah. Wow. 
I've See, yet to have, I've yet to, to actually taste the delicacy that is the kebab pizza, but yeah. I have heard Cause in crazy fairness, things from in the fair, folk and fingers. Like, if I'm out in town and I'm near Zay Town, like, like I'll, I'll buy you one to eat there and want to bring home with me. Like, you <laughs> know, listen, loads it's always like, like kind of like rolling, rolling it out. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just <laughs> put it into slices. That's actually, yeah. <laughs> I suppose. It is, yeah. But I'm apparently just, it's, very, uh, it's very tasty. Yeah, because like, I'm just sort of sitting there and I'm like, the George is near, like... Charlie's, there's a Zaytown It's right the, the mecca of I'm like, takeaways. How, yeah, <laughs> I was like, how, how do you even make it there? Like, <laughs> like, how do you get through a night without being actually, do you know what? Oh, it's near Bunsen as well, isn't it? Oh, I love Bunsen. Love yeah, Bunsen. I've, yet to, I've yet to have Bunsen, but I have heard many things. Oh, I, had, yeah. Yeah, I had my first Bunsen mm. about two weeks ago. It was unreal. Oh my God, man. Bunsen is just... I shouldn't do this podcast and I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. I prefer five guys and myself. I haven't had five guys yet. Yeah. I, I haven't oh, had it. It's delicious. Yeah. I've had a few. You said it's five guys. <laughs> <laughs> Why stuff at five? <laughs> um, it's amazing though. It's it's really, it's worth a visit to Dundrum. Yeah, I was up there and I seen a queue that was mm. about 20 people deep. And I was Ungodly. Like, ah, no, yeah. no, I can't You kind of need to that. prepare. Mentally for the queue. <laughs> and the five guys. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely need to prepare for that bitch, yeah. Um, what does Christmas entail for Davina? Um, dressing up as Mariah Carey lounging on the couch. <laughs> like, yes, darling. Uh, a very festive. Uh, Christmas is just, I'm going to work right up till um, the 23rd. And yeah. then it just, like when I, everyone usually kind of has a few drinks at home and kind of hangs out with family. But I actually do the opposite. I actually just go into like retreat mode and... I don't drink at home. It's like, I like a little time to myself. I basically kind of hibernate like a, like yeah. a squirrel. <laughs> and I'll come back out like on Stephen's night. But I have those couple of days where, you know, I know there's no temptation to go out to the clubs or there's no, you know, nobody's going to be calling me saying, hey, let's go here. So it's, it's my, it really is my downtime. My family, yeah. I was like, oh, let's get locked. Come on, have a drink. Have I'm like, get your fucking hands <laughs> off me. I'm like, I'm not having a drink. I'm under the covers. <laughs> Yeah, so it's actually just, it's my real downtime. I love Christmas for that. It's just, like, don't get dressed for a few yeah. days, literally. So live, you, like, you get to take a bit of a break, kind oh, of Oh, yeah, like. it's so nice. Yeah. Um, cause, because we work in clubs and, and bars, it's like, you know, it never stops. So the only time it does stop is Good Friday or Christmas, Christmas Day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just I just like the little chill out. And you see, I worked in retail for a long time as well. So I worked for MAC Cosmetics for a long time. And that was like working in... Like, oh my god, it was like, it was actually like hell working for Brown Thomas. I can say that <laughs> it, was, it was awful, and it was just like you know I sold myself for so many years where Christmas just like literally like raided you. It was just like yeah. nothing left. Um, so I really appreciate a little bit of downtime. So the, can't beat it. I was going to say, so you actually enjoy Christmas now, whereas a couple uh, of years ago, it's okay. Like I'm a bit of a, a bit of an L Grinch. Like, really, oh, a little bit of a Grinch. You know, I'll put on an elf Santa costume and I'll sing Mariah Carey for you. But <laughs> on the inside, I am dying. Probably like she is in fairness as well. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just I don't know. There's just something like Christmas just pisses me off because it's really like okay, we're told now we're like everyone has to spend all your money now and everyone has to be broke and you know you have to do this and you have to do that. I'm just like, it just feels real forced. I hate forced fun. Right. Anytime. Okay. Like, I don't care if it's Christmas or fucking whatever. Like, I hate forced fun. Yeah. Because I'd have fun any other Just, time. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, random. Like, Tuesday night, you'd be like, fun. Yeah. But, um, the expectations. Yeah, I hate that. It? It's like New Year's, like, fun. Uh, no. It's just like, 
New well, Year's I was gonna, probably the most like, overrated. I was going to ask, like, is Davina going to do uh, Christmas Greatest Hits? But, uh, oh, I am, yeah. I'm doing a big Christmas show next week. And, and you know, don't get me wrong, we will have a big... I I don't like Christmas, but I do understand that other people like Christmas, so I can mm. give people their festive moment. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just... You know, on the inside, be green. Would, like I was say, would you not go like sort of heel torn and like do a sort of Grinch team? I, mean, I like, did think about that, but then I just thought that's actually kind of because so many people tweet me or or message me saying, When is the Christmas show? or you know, are you gonna wheel out Mariah Carey's on for Christmas or whatever? <laughs> so, like, people love it, and that's fine, you know, like, I don't yeah. know, and it's one time a year, like, come on, it's like give them a bit of fucking red seat, <laughs> <a bit> <laughs> like, <laughs> give them a break. <laughs> Um, that's it yeah so like it'll be it, it's always go crack and listen there's always a few drinks had at the George so yeah. you know Christmas or not the LOLs will be had <laughs> the LOLs will be had yeah. the um, you had a d- documentary the Davina Defiant I did, 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 did your research yeah. <laughs> you hired a PI yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, uh, Jessica Fletcher Jessica Fletcher yeah Jessica Fletcher Fletcher um, <laughs> Would you like to do any more TV? Yeah, I'd, I'd what was the experience like, with the, that like? Uh, the whole thing with that was that kind of um, it kind of started out as one thing and then became something else and then it kind of became something that completely else at the end. So when we say we had this document, I don't really know kind of what you would what I would describe it as. Yeah. Uh, I'd actually describe I was it was gas, <laughs> so it was just <laughs> gas. <laughs> Because uh, it was kind of like I think originally I kind of wanted it to be a bit like kind of like a bit of a documentary kind of like behind the scenes kind of thing, and then it turned into kind of this scripted scenes that that we didn't really script, and it was all just sitting around kind of. It was just, <laughs> it was just really weird. Like what we do, <laughs> yeah. What we because we're all sitting there, and we all actually sat there at one point, and we held laughing at each other because we were like, "What is the point of this? Like we're sitting here in drag in the middle of the day." drinking cocktails supposed to be there was no point of us being there so we were kind of like in those reality shows it's like okay so we're all going to go for lunch and then you're going to talk about like this like Fade Street yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah that was kind of part of the when Fade Street was on we were kind of taking the piss a little bit out of that but we didn't kind of think about when we got there what were we going to actually talk about so we ended up sitting in the Morrison Hotel with real fancy cocktails and kind of going uh, what are we going to talk about so that was a little bit odd but um, I'd like to do some more stuff in the future, but just kind of maybe thought out a little bit more. Um, and that was on my end. I was just kind of going, fuck well, it, we'll like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just do it. Like, whatever. Like, watch it or not. It's it's funny. It's stupid. It's, it is what yeah. it is. Um, but yeah, no, I'd lo- I would love to do more stuff like that because it was just a bit. And do you think maybe the, like, the medium of YouTube when it maybe, like, because mm. I know you, yeah, you have like, a YouTube I, channel with a few videos on yeah, it. Yeah, like I put doing? a few videos just kind of randomly, but I think now the way things are going, like I really want to get into that a little bit more. Yeah. And I want to kind of explore that. So definitely after Christmas, New Year, I'm going to kind of properly look at actually making YouTube videos. And I'm just a little bit kind of confused. The editing kind of technical side is the thing that kind of throws mm. me off a little bit. But I do think I can get my head around it. And I definitely want to make, because like, in the dressing room in particular, we're doing shows like... The laughs we have is so mental, like yeah. so funny. We have really great times and weird things happen and funny things are said. And I'd love to just kind of let people into that a little bit more, kind of let people see that a little just bit more. Back the curtain yeah, because bit, I yeah. think as well, Irish drag is just a little bit different because Irish people are just a bit more relaxed and a bit more, a yeah. bit of crack. Mm. Whereas like the Americans and even English, they're just like a different breed. You know, it's like, it's just they don't respond or react in the way Irish people do. I just think Irish people are like the best. We're just but I think a drag classes. kind of performance mm. is not just for LGBT. No, not all. Like, no. the Elwins love it. Oh yeah, the Elwins love it. And 
And you know, there's like this it's it's literally it appeals to so many different people and and so many random people as well. Like there's like some straight people that are really, really into it. Like Drew yeah. Paul's drag race has hitched like has reached such a huge market. Yeah. Like, you know, my sister actually she you know She'd never seen any of my shows like a couple of years ago, and and she mailed me to tell me about this new show that was on TV that she had found. And I was like, "Bitch, I'm two seasons in." <laughs> you know, I was like, "You know, of course it's about drag. Of course I've seen it." But her boyfriend's really into it, and just because it's just like a kind of fascinating way, because people are like kind of going from gender. Swapping genders yeah. and people, everyone has their own story, and there's always a bit of drama, a bit of emotion, all this kind of stuff. So there definitely is, you know, appeal straight across the board to lots of different people. Yeah, um, but that's the difference because the English or the Americans would be like, "Oh, that's for gay people." I'm yeah, well, you know, that. America is just just a bit uptight. Like, yeah, well, like yeah. you know, if you don't live in New York or LA or you know San Francisco, well, one of liberal parts, kind you of know, thing, God yeah. knows what you're what you're up against or what you're dealing with, and that's part of the show in RuPaul's. Like, some of the queens are actually from like the backwater swamps, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and they talk about some of the shit that they go through, which is horrific. Yeah, so. It's like we think of America and we think of New York Times Square. It's real, you know, cosmopolitan. But there's a lot of crap that they have to deal with over there. Um, but also, you know, usually Americans can be a little bit uptight. or yeah. And English, you know, have their thing. But it's not our thing. Our thing's way better. Yeah. Mm. I, I always love that. Even in um, Vegas, there's, you know... I love Vegas. Oh, I love it. It's the best oh, place in the world, It's the best place, favorite place in the uh, world. You know, the, 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 when you're walking along the strip and you have all the people that like try to get you to take a photo with them mm. and you pay them and all, there's the big, huge black guy that dresses yeah. in drag. Oh, I haven't seen and, him. Oh, he's, like, I, I've gone to Vegas a good few times and I've seen him pretty much everyone there, but, uh, they're yeah. hardcore though, aren't they? Like, you don't oh, pay, hardcore. we'll take yeah. it away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> hardcore. But this guy, like, it's very funny watching him because you can see he's kind of like, he knows who he wants to kind of, he's like, I'll definitely get something there. And kind of, he's walking over, he's like, hey, you're looking good today. And he's trying to walk away, like, don't you walk away, bitch. Like, oh, yeah. He goes full tour and all. And they're like, what? what? And yeah. then, you, you know, gets their attention that way. It's, it's so like, funny, because I think as well, people think that, I think because you're a drag queen, that you, people can kind of like take the piss or kind of be a bit, of, you can be a bit of a pushover. Yeah. And what drag has taught for me is that it's actually made me become more kind of, not aggressive, but more like able to defend myself. I just won't take any shit from people because it gives you that kind of. It's like you can't treat people like that. Yeah. And I think people think that just because you look or or you are a certain way that they can say or do whatever they want to you. And mm. it's like, ah, uh-uh, not okay. And I think drag queens are always the first person to like you know it's Stonewall riots in New York. Drag queen was the first one to throw a bottle or whatever they always say. Yeah. And it's always like you know they drag queens were the forefront of that movement, the gay rights movement in New York in that day. Drag because you kind of you just get so sick of people kind of judging you or putting you down or saying you know whatever they want. So you just go, yeah. I'm not taking that. And so, and so that one in in Vegas is probably like yeah, it's no like, bitch. He, he does it in the kind of like. It's funny for the other people, mm-hmm. but for that person that's kind of being that little bit, oh kind of like, terrified. Just like, they're like, oh, what's up? Okay, sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah. Don't cross the queen. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't do it. Um, do you think that helps as well, though? Because kind of whole, the, the whole drag thing kind of gives you that mask that if if you need to be outspoken, you can kind of be like, fuck it, I'm going for it, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, And I think people kind of sometimes expect you to be, or they yeah. kind of need you to be. I look a panty, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... That's Panty someone you'd look up to in a way? Or? I know Panty a long time, you know, like I know Panty years and, you know, we're friends, we've worked together for a long time. So Panty's public persona, I don't see Panty as the public persona, I just see Panty as, you know, the person that I kind of know. Yeah. Like she's just totally blown up, but of course she's so inspirational mm. and she's done amazingly, you know, and her career is thriving. Mm. So like I'd love to have a 
bar of that success but I also know as well that she's put in the blood sweat and tears for that like she was she's been working for the guts of 20 years before anything even happened do you yeah. know what I mean so there's it's a long road you know but she deserves everything that she that she's that she has at the moment and yeah. that she's done she's amazing well, sure, even for yourself, you're saying you're at it now, like what, 14, 15 yeah, years? Yeah, like, you know, the thing about it is you're, you're not too far behind that. <laughs> well, I don't say that. I'm a good I'm a I'll never be fancy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's one of those things. It depends kind of where you want to go. And, and drag is that kind of thing. Like, what Panty's done, you know, she went from nightclub promoter to literally like this kind of big theatre yeah. author. Like, you can actually kind of take drag anywhere you wanted to go. And that's what Panty's kind of shown. You know herself, and also was that people. speech at the Abbey that just made mm. it go crazy? Yeah. yeah, but I think as well that part of that was because of social media and the situation in the country and um, the mood. Because Panty's always been a great speaker and always given great speaks, great speeches, and great talks. And so it was the right moment. It was just the Martina McCutcheon. It was her perfect moment. She was <laughs> she was ready. That was it. It was meant to be. It was the fancy that whole. It was Martina McCutcheon from EastEnders. Yeah. Oh my God, I loved her. She died on the Christmas episode yeah. years ago. It didn't she go back to East Frank Butcher, mowed yeah. her down. Oh. Yeah. Head on a curb, gone. <laughs> God, love her. I say they're raging, they row her off. Big time. They'd be dying to bring her back now. Oh, definitely. Yeah, whatever that goes on. Sure, the Mitchells have came back and gone and came back and gone. And oh, came listen, one of them's dying at Christmas, I believe, to give the other one a kidney. <laughs> what? <laughs> I what? don't watch it anymore, but I just keep in the loop. Hang on. What? About that, Grant and Phil. Uh, is now. Grant back? No, Grant, is, Grant came back, but I think Phil... Uh, is dying of like he needs a liver it's transplant. Liver, yeah, right. But then the two the two cousins, Ronnie and Roxy Mitchell, they're going to die on New Year's Eve apparently, or some kind of. So instant. Grant isn't going to die. No, so oh, Grant's right. just Grant's busy doing oh, gangs in Brazil or whatever. Yeah, they can't yeah, kill yeah. Grant. He's off in Afghanistan for the war. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. he's uh, he's controlling gang gang warfare, and um, <laughs> and the two Mitchell girls are going out of it. So one of them is obviously going to give Phil the liver, and all will be well in Walford again. Jesus. I haven't watched yeah. EastEnders for years. Me neither, but no. I can't, like, like literally. Mechanic style, man. I can't no. help, but just, it seems to be, if it's all over social media, or someone's tweeting about it, or. Oh, yeah, I used to have a, a fierce software for Hollyoaks. Oh, God. Yeah, I used to have oh, a love. No. Like, well, when I say love it, I mean, like, I'd leave it on, and then I'd be like. Oh, That's because all the pinups are on it. Yeah, there was a lot of glamour. Yeah, there, a lot there, of hot was, there was a lot of glamour, but some of them weren't that great. But it was also more so just because I was like, I can't believe people watch this. And there's me. And then, go, and then go to E4 to get tomorrow's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, get them sneak peek. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, here, flick it over there. Oh, I can't believe people watch this. Jesus, what's she doing? Get out of there. I used to love the Cunningham family in the Hollyoaks. Which ones are the ball headed that? They, and they killed the whole Cunningham family. They did, yeah, I remember that. And I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Oh, you're losing me years ago. You're losing yeah. me now. <laughs> not, a, not a Hollyoaks fan, no? No, never. Any oh. soaps? Never. Uh, I used to like a little bit of EastEnders, but that's about it. I cannot bear Fair City. Like, I cannot She's bear it. to one of the stars. Yes, no, I'm under. sorry. I actually didn't know. I can't oh, bear Jesus. it. I'm sorry. Oh. That's really awkward, oh. isn't it? Oh, God. Oh, God. Are you oh. in Fair City? <laughs> Look at him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Here we go. This is really I awful. was in Fair City. I'm Vena. not now. You've, you've done it now, oh, Davina. Right. That's uh, it. Should we just wrap this oh, up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. Uh, Amazer, lovely. It's a great show. Yeah, Graham here had a couple of... Scenes, a, a couple of scenes, yeah. Um, and he developed a little cult following. And God. there was a Facebook campaign to bring Rocco back. Rocco was the character, oh, right? Rocco. Okay, Rocco. And um, when was this now? Uh, last week. Last week. <laughs> last week. <laughs> yeah, oh, two weeks Jesus. ago. Yeah. Two oh, weeks gosh. ago was my second appearance after, the, after a year plans. break. 
Hopefully. That's the one joke. Oh, God. I don't well, know. Work is work. Listen, you take the page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love a partner in Paris City as, yeah. you know, kind of. The McCoy's drag queen. Yeah, well, you know, just maybe landlady or whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Bus driver, whatever. Uh, <laughs> move yeah. on. Yeah, first, and, and the Tesco ad, the Christmas Tesco ad as well. This oh. last face of it. Who did yeah. you write a letter to? Was that one of the letters? My grandfolks. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, my grandparents. Was every, so. Did everyone have to write a letter to their granny? Yeah. No, um, they just said, the premise was, um, what do you do Christmas Day? Go to my grandfolks. Can you write a letter, a thank you letter yeah. to your grandfolks and send it in as soon as you can. Send it in. You would have got some good cash out of that. Those ads pay well. Yeah. Yeah, I know. No, no, we just, we just got a Tesco voucher. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't no, say no. that. I had a friend once who did something for accident insurance. Oh, there was a fortune, mate. I'm dealing with the accident insurance and all that. And if you see the electricity one... I mean, they can go for two years. Yeah. So you're getting paid for the two years. Crazy. You serious? So, yeah, mm. so I got paid so I need for, to get myself into them ad companies. If I need an OB's bloke who likes spice bags, I mean. <laughs> Charlie's. So Charlie's doing an ad campaign <laughs> or something. Charlie's. Broadcast in China and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Global. Who is this <laughs> animal? Yeah. Look at your man. He's like Chinese two. are about that size. And there's me walking in like King Kong Bundy. Eating, <laughs> eating two Jesus and spice bags. <laughs> um, what does 2017 have in store for you? Uh, I'm really uh, I'm flat out kind of busy like uh, I was doing this um, celebrancy course where I was actually training to to, to marry people no so, way yeah because I, I do a lot of weddings and I do a lot of well um, yeah so I I've gonna have an all in one package entertainer that's minister, it yeah. the war priest like yeah. high, high, high priestess <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I've I've been doing that, um, and to be honest, I've been so busy over the last couple of months. I kind of I've missed a few modules, so it might be something I go back to in 2017 and look at that again. But hang on, but hang the, on. Mo- modules. Yeah, you kind of you have to train in it, so you kind of have to do different modules because there's actually a lot in it. Like if you're going to marry someone, you kind of have to know the story and kind of basically plan their ceremony. Oh. So it's like a college course? Or? No, it's not a college course. So you basically do it. For, you, there's like there's the IIOC, which is the Insti- the Irish Institute of Celebrancy, right, in Ireland, and they basically kind of they're now they're like an official organization. They trying to kind of basically um, kind of. Uh, they're the body for celebrants in Ireland because yeah. now it's like there's only certain people that can actually legally marry like they're solemnizers so there's people yeah. that are like the Catholic Church or uh, the humanists and uh, the civil registers around the place mm-hmm. so you can get married there So, but a lot of people now they don't want to get married in the church because the church is, means nothing it's to a lot of people focus, yeah. Isn't it? yeah so you know I'm not reading fairy tales myself so uh, so a lot of people kind of want to get married in like a hotel and they'll pay someone to come out and be their celebrant so yeah. This is not like, it's not a religious thing. It's more just about the person. So celebrants now, they're doing like um, weddings and they're doing funerals and anyone can do it. Like if you can actually kind of hold court and kind of, you know, control a crowd. Wow. It's, and it's it's a really, it's it's it sounds kind of like a bit of crack, but it's actually when I start in it, it's a lot more work than you would think, isn't yeah, it? Because I, they don't want to just send someone out that that is just going, ah, sure, we're just here for a laugh. Yeah, if, do you know if what I mean? being honest, I would have thought, like, it's one of them things, you pay 250 quid, you do a one-day course. See, that's kind of how it is, like, in the States and stuff, because their laws are just crazy. But over yeah. here, it's more like, um, it's it's so much more intense. And, and they want to make sure that the people that are representing them are um, really of yeah, the highest yeah. spec and kind of, like, represent their, their body 
well. Well, I mean, a high empress down mm. I mean, oh, sort of just, you couldn't get any better. Should have just given you the license straight away. <laughs> but the thing, uh, just over the last while for me, it's just been, I've been so busy with my regular work and then extra stuff on top that I kind of had missed a few mm. modules. So I might go back to it in 2017. I haven't really decided yet if it's, because it is a lot of commitment and I'm either, like, I'm all in or I'm, I'm out. So, so yeah. I'm, I'm kind of need to work that out. And then I'm hopefully want to try and get into YouTube and kind of do a couple of, really fun silly videos that people might like to watch and just yeah. really short kind of stupid things uh, that will just give people a little bit of a laugh do you find that your, your Snapchat sort of stuff might play into that a little bit yeah like because I just put up stupid stuff on Snapchat like I whatever I see whatever which is probably not the best thing to do because I know it can be a little bit dangerous sometimes but sometimes what the first thing that comes into my head, I'll just say or I'll either snap it or whatever, and I see people either replying to me going, "Oh my god, you're mental," or "Why did you say that?" Or, uh, but I think people like that kind of unfiltered thing. But I think yeah. you just have to be careful that it's not too mm. unfiltered. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think Snapchat is great for that. And I was really, I was gung ho against Snapchat. I was like, I'm "Not getting Snapchat, not for me. That's for kids." Blah blah blah. It's not just for sending dick pics. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I kind of started to get, and as soon as I got into it, I was addicted to it. Yeah. Never mind the filters. I was like, oh, I was all over them. But uh, it was just, I just got great crack out of watching other people's Snapchats. And they're just really short. And Instagram now are trying to be Snapchat and so are Facebook. I'm like, would you yeah. give it over? Yeah. Like, come on now. Like, yeah. it's nice to just have somewhere else to go. So I broadcast too much as it is. Yeah, yeah come on. Calm like, down, man. Uh, so I don't really know what's, what I people always say oh, what's this next year hold like I've no kind of media plans but every year something always happens there's always yeah. some weird development or something and it's always been like that for me so I just kind of let it all organically happen and obviously I have the best you know intentions yeah but uh, but we'll just see what happens just, yeah love it that's it class <laughs> um, that celebrant thing sounds class yeah anyone yeah. anyone kind of that that kind of has a kind of good kind of speaking voice or has a, a way to kind of control around is yeah. it, it's perfect for someone it makes like sense that. for you though mm. imagine we don't yeah. and we like podcast at people's weddings <laughs> that'd be class wouldn't it lads vanias are getting I'm getting married why don't we just do are me doing married, it why, why don't we just do like why don't we do that course and then I marry us yeah no, and we'll we podcast it Oksana would never she'd bat at me she'd absolutely <laughs> bat at me you'd be DD yes absolutely um, if people want to follow you on Snapchat and all, all those amazing things or, yeah, or you can just go to my new website which is divinadvine.com wow <laughs> same, details same lovely yeah. so it's like that's probably the easiest way to find me because that's kind of what I really needed to have I always needed a base because you know the way if you're at a gigs or whatever and people say oh how will I find you you're like oh get me on Facebook or get your phone out there And so yeah. it's divinadvine.com D-A-V-I-N-A D-E-V-I-N-A dot com and everything really? all details there yeah. so all my social media and stuff is there Happy and loads of gorgeous sexy pictures of me oh wait you see them <laughs> <laughs> and is it hard to manage the website at no, all no not really like it, I've only had it now like the basically for kind of last month and the the chick that designed it for me is super cool and she has it super super simple for me so it's basically just kind of a page where people can kind of find out things that I'm doing or yeah. um, just contact me really that's the main reason why I wanted it because more to be found Especially for kind of Google searches and stuff. And yeah. Being a busy business woman, you know, it's good to have a little base. Deadly. And it always yes. makes things a little bit more legit as well. I'm like, oh, I'm so known as yes, I'm fancy. a business woman. I'm <laughs> 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 at the business woman special place. <laughs> Deadly. So, DavinaDivine.com. Um, look, we're, we're out of time. We're out of jellies as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got the last busy one. I got the last busy one. Um, 
yeah, look, thanks again for No, thanks. My pleasure. I had a great um, time. Thank you very been much. great. And whatever you do, get up to in the future. Wish you well. And we might call on you for the Eurovision special. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Mm. <laughs> oh, God, he's not looking happy. <laughs> you could bring someone from Fair City. No, we had... Um, we had Brian O'Reilly and we had uh, Charlie McGettigan of the Rock, Rock and Roll Kids. Kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, so this that year. was amazing. That was, so we'll... Uh, Maybe we'll get yourself and we'll try getting another Eurovision winner in. Oh, oh Jesus. Do you want to get Neve in? Neve's fabulous. I love Neve. She sings in your eyes, man. My heart will melt. <laughs> she, and she's, she entered twice. She did enter twice, yeah. In your eyes yeah. a better. Great right personality, though. Isn't she on interviews She's really, really fun. Real bubbly. Yeah. She's a nice, nice lady. Yeah. Right, that's, that's my idea for down the road. Um, so a tour, every Thursday night in the George? Every Thursday night in the George. Actually, I'm there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Hat trick, yeah. And then wow. I'm there kind of nearly every Sunday, but officially, I'll see how Saturday night goes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just like, and Packed the weekend. Crowds. Yeah, Thursday night is the, is such a good, good night to be yeah. there. It's great crack. And just make sure you have Friday off. Yeah, not a bad <laughs> idea. Or at least a decent sick now. And that's true. Um, <laughs> you might go down your stag. Yeah, why not? Oh God, yeah. Uh, under the, Air, I was going to launch into Airbay and then I tripped over my own tongue go on you can find us at WTS Pod on Twitter or search WTS Pod on iTunes Stitcher Podbean Podcast Republic Podcast Addict anywhere and ever it's podcast search WTS Pod right there facebook.com forward slash WTS Pod Ireland I'm at Dan Joe Murray he's at Merdeka Mania Davina Devine thanks very much for coming out yeah thank you very much FitzpatrickCastle.com check them out <laughs> Merry Christmas everybody keep going Merry oh, Christmas. it's Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes, it's the Christmas one. Yeah, so so Merry Christmas, everybody. And um, look, stay safe. Clear eyes. Full hearts. And it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>